Welcome to the Haber Show. I'm Tom Haberstroh. Welcome to the Haber Show. I'm Tom Haberstroh. That's Amin Al Hassan. We are joined now by Matt. I'm chuckling as I begin this because I don't even know where to begin with Kyrie right now. I don't know where to start or how to unpack his Instagram live speech last night and his monologue that's because he goes in circles there is no beginning and ending point every point comes back to that point without getting us anywhere i don't know what do you think tom is like 28 minutes is like a it's like one tv episode right and i feel like there's no cliffhanger there's no beginning middle end it's just it's another one of his very strange manifestos did you find this late night Something was anything that voice you hear is Matt Sullivan, who wrote the book Can't Knock the Hustle Inside the Season of Protest, Pandemic, and Progress with the Nets Superstars. I don't know if you can call Kyrie Irving a Brooklyn Net anymore. He's away from the team, he is hosting his own IG Live speeches at 10 45 Eastern late night. Uh, Stephen A. Smith responded in his own like Instagram Live that I watched for like a couple minutes this morning, just trying to figure out what's going on. It's madness. Matt, when you ask me what I thought of it, there are people in the league who think this is a non-story and just move on. Just let Kyrie go and stop talking about it. I'm bored of it. I'm done with it. I'm fed up with the story that we keep holding on to Kyrie and just let it go. And part of me says, yeah, why are we focusing so much on Kyrie if he's not even playing? Who cares? We get it. Kyrie is a free thinker, quote unquote. To me, he's just a contrarian just to be a contrarian because I'm listening to what he's saying on this 28-minute monologue on Instagram Live. And as you said, it's talking in circles. At first, he says, I'm just a hooper. Why is everyone talking about me? And then in the next breath, he's saying, like, I'm going to use my platform. I do think, you know, the whole voice for the voiceless thing that got leaked to shams and kind of torn apart for being this kind of propaganda shilling for for Kyrie is kind of an example of how confused his message is. And I honestly think when he says, I'm going to use my platform, that's just finally kind of defending himself and not hiding in the shadows of, you know, his media day from his library. And now he's in a library again. Wait, is it a different library? Is he speaking from a different location? You know, I've been trying to parse it, but I don't want to be one of those people. Like I saw some mirror image of his like notes that he was had had to himself and people, people on Nets Twitter were trying to decode it. But I do think, Tom, like this is bigger than Nets Twitter, bigger than NBA Twitter. And for him to kind of absolve himself as being uh, this proxy for a bigger fight, as wrongheaded as it is for him to say this is a personal choice in a pandemic in which public health decisions are at stake and lives are at stake, I think he is the single most famous person protesting the law to get vaccinated. Does it suck for him that he didn't see New York City's athlete vaccine mandate coming? Sure. Uh, He's not in the same position that other vaccine-denying players in the league are. Yeah, he mentioned that. Kyrie said, I was told that there were going to be exemptions. I was told that this wasn't going to be a problem, and here we are, and it is a problem. So there is a little bit of, like, Kyrie was led to believe. Not only led to believe, but he's on that exec committee of the union, right? And so... He and and like-minded people were presumably leading the charge, as I reported for Rolling Stone a couple of weeks ago, like to get the vaccine mandate to be a non-starter for players, despite the rest of the league kind of being behind science. But I think it's interesting that he is, as you say, at once kind of refusing to be that totem for the vaccine-denying community. 
and yet kind of wanting to be this, not just contrarian, but I feel like man of principle, man who will not back down, yes. no matter the stakes. And, and that's, that's classic Kyrie, and so is the kind of circular logic of it all. When he's talking, I'm watching this chat, and I'm noticing how many verified check marks are in there supporting him. And then you see his talking points, or at least I don't know if it's the talking points so much as a lot of right wing politicians are taking Kyrie and using him as like, see, like, hey, this guy is principled. And Stephen A. Smith, you're telling this guy to shut up and dribble like they're using the talking points of the left to support Kyrie Irving when Ted Cruz and Candace Owens and tons of people on conservative media, the OAN network, who are using Kyrie Irving as a, a voice for the voiceless, right? And and using him as, hey, you media covering the NBA or the MSNBC crowd, you're a bunch of hypocrites. That's also trolling, right? And and I think they see him as an easy vessel. What what was more frightening to me, as I reported in a more recent story for Rolling Stone, is that the actual anti-vax community, these dangerously misinformed and misinforming quote unquote influencers who the social media platforms have done a really good job at bouncing off of there because they're spouting off, you know, dangerous information. They have taken him on as a hero too. And, and for him to say, well, I didn't ask for this. Well, he's using and, and maybe has been not brainwashed, but sort of subconsciously involved in this anti-vax community. He says, I'm not anti anything, but you know, I trust all the doctors, all the doctors, which, you know, there's these pseudoscience YouTube doctors, right? He is uh, wittingly or not providing himself as a vessel to be used, to be usurped. And and I'm not sure him getting on IG Live for 28 minutes for 100,000 people. Again, as you say, it's like, I'm not sure it's helping that much when he's got supporters like Stefan Marbury out here in the comments saying like, he's got the same power of Ali, which again, is a dangerous podium to put Kyrie up on or for him to act like he's up on. I mean, Muhammad Ali did vaccine promotion ads in New York City back in the day. Some New York City kids are not getting into school this September because that's the law. The law says if your kids don't have their shots for dangerous diseases like mumps, measles, and polio, they aren't getting into school. The law also says they must go to school. So you have no choice. Get your kids their shots. Call 349-2664 to get free shots now. Remember, no shots, no school. It's the law. When you look at the people in the chat, I was most surprised by Duke men's basketball Mm. saying like essentially 100 emoji speak on it emojis like the little face screaming into the void like that was chance the rapper was in there ninth wonder nba players it was alizé johnson who plays for the bulls who used to be his teammate stefan marbury of course you said uh, steven jackson also in there former nba players and then a whole bunch of influencers like people i don't know but like when i click on their instagram name they've got like millions of followers so this isn't just Kyrie. this is he is speaking for i think a I wouldn't say a large contingent of the NBA community, but Marcus Morris also from the Clippers. Marcus Morris went on Twitter and said, I support you, Kyrie Irving. A lot of this is also just like, 
I don't know, players being fed up, the media, the Stephen A. Smiths of the world, like criticizing him from their podium. Grizzly Stephen A. I don't know if Stephen A. was on a podium. He was in his late night, like bespectacled, like <laughs> serious nine o'clock shadow world. It was a great tease, wasn't it? He was like, I wasn't going to talk about this. <laughs> I thought I was done. I thought I was done, but I'm going to take a breath. And then tomorrow. I'm going to talk about it on first take. I just think Kyrie's saying, you know, now is not the time to use me as an example to divide. And that at the same time, he's saying, you know, I'm with this side, but I'm but I'm not with this side. He, he is acknowledging that there is a divide and that there are the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. And he's saying they should be treated equally. We should be accommodated equally. He keeps using this idea of accommodation as if he is used to being catered to as a celebrity. And yet I'm just an average dude. I'm here for the voice of the voiceless, the people losing their jobs because of mandates. I mean, Tom, when you speak with uh, employees at the likes of Barclays Center, at the likes of some of the biggest hospitals here in New York, ostensibly the voiceless, people who are giving up their jobs rather than getting the shot, in my kind of background reporting, I, I don't think they see him as a hero. They see him as a millionaire who's able to say this shit, but still get paid. $17 million, right. Or think he deserves to get paid, right? And, and then there are people at Barclays Center who don't want to get vaccinated, who ostensibly are these voiceless, but they have to suck it up and get the shot to be janitors to clean the very floor that he would play on, sweat on, breathe on, except he's banned from it because he's gone too far. And, and I think that says a lot about how, how the Nets have gone from uh, frustrated to fed up to totally throwing him off the ship. There's one point in his speech last night where he's talking about the pandemic. He said, we're coming out of the pandemic. It's crazy times out here. It's crazy times. We're coming out of the one of the deadliest pandemics in history. And I'm sitting here being like, yeah, all right, all right, you're getting it. That there's a deadly pandemic that has killed millions of people. And then he says, I just want to give a shout out to all the people and support all the people who have lost. And as soon as he said, the people who have lost, Matt, I swear to you, I thought he was going to save their lives because of the pandemic, that there's um, a deadly, contagious disease that is spreading around the world. And there is a vaccine a vaccine, multiple vaccines here at his disposal that he can take and do his part to slow the spread. And then instead of saying, I'm here to support all those who have lost their lives, he said, I'm here to support all those people who have lost their jobs because of the mandate. And I'm just sitting here like, man, for all of his talk about being part of a team and he has no reservations about the organization or ill will towards the organization or his teammates – there's a lot of me in here, a lot of me. I'm doing a personal choice, me, me, me. This is about standing for those who would stand to lose their jobs because of the mandate. I am here for you. Like that is what he's saying. It's a nice fallback for a guy who is a good humanitarian, who does a lot of kind of, I call them random acts of kindness and um, drops some money here and there. And I, I think we've gotten to the point where that is uh, widely understood, but it's a nice fallback, right? It's a nice cushy PR move um, before he either gives in or disappears or gets traded to say, you know, I was doing this as a martyr for the people. And yet I think you're totally right that 
this is a first person thing and the way that he has seen uh the pandemic has very much been from his you know gazillion dollar house he's building in new jersey while he's been going through a lot of personal stuff you know and and when he said it's crazy times we're in we're just coming out of one of the craziest pandemics of all time which might have just been a slip you know he knows it's still going on but he said and you're telling me to think rationally how many people are really thinking rationally and and i'm not sure he is thinking as outwardly as he lets on you know he had a kid this summer he was uh, still reeling from the Kobe stuff. I think he was trying to figure out what this super team was and wasn't around him. He has been, Tom, uh, through a lot of injury stuff, obviously, including what he felt what, and his family felt was him getting put in danger by um, not just the Cavs medical staff trying to force him through uh, the playoffs in 2015, but, you know, LeBron kind of uh, suggesting through his entourage that, that Kyrie should maybe play through it. And then when the Nets um, were recommending shoulder surgery to him in, in late 2019, late 2020, when I was embedded with the team for my book, uh, he ghosted on him completely because he didn't trust the Nets to give him the right advice. He was flying all around the place, getting second, third, fourth opinions, buying cell food from a Honduran herbalist online instead of listening to these elite doctors from the Nets medical staff. I think this dates back, honestly, Tom, in terms of like putting things in your body, in addition to the you know stuff he does, his historical research on race, on medicine, on his version of medicine. You know, Cavs wanted him to play through a big major injury in, in 2015, his first playoffs, and and so did LeBron's people. And so I think a lot of this dates back to his fragility, and, and he has been through a lot, but I'm not sure he needs to project that on society. Where does this go from here? Like KD, the Nets, they're in a, stuck in a corner here because as much as they'd like to perhaps trade him or rid of themselves of this headache, right? I don't know how many teams around the league are going to be falling over themselves to acquire a player that he, they don't even know if he's going to want to play for them. The newsy part of last night's IG live session with Kyrie was that he wanted to dispel the rumors that he is going to retire because of this mandate. Probably makes Daryl Morey happy, right, if he's trade bait. But I think the unpredictability here is real. Kyrie is really good friends with Kevin Durant. He's friends with James Harden. I think those two got the shot at least their first shot yep from what i understand relatively recently and they thought Kyrie would literally take one for the team. I think Sean Marks wouldn't have come out here in media day so confidently, both about Kyrie's vaccination status to come, the players that you know having a getting the team fully there and having the contract extensions for all these big dogs done. Um, Sean Marks is not the kind of guy who comes out and says something that definitively, really says anything definitively, unless he thinks it's going to happen. And so Kyrie's clearly just sticking to his guns. And I think it says something that Kevin Durant, who I understand was frustrated with Kyrie for certain reasons already, um, turned on him publicly. There's no way that Joe Sy and Sean Marks, the owner and the GM, no matter how pissed off they are at Kyrie's antics, um, put out a statement or, or the press conference like Sean Marks gave without the absolute okay of KD and James. And so they've ostracized themselves um, from him and, and vice versa. James Harden's not talking to Kyrie. Um, Kyrie is on Kyrie Island. And unless he comes swimming back all alone, he is completely in isolation in whichever bookshelf background he chooses. Your understanding at this point is if the Nets wanted to trade Kyrie Irving, that they would have the blessing of, of KD or James Harden to be like, you know what, if it gives us another 
star player or another weapon for for the championship run we're, we're for it because it didn't seem like that was the case before i know there was frustration and and look some of my comments earlier in the summer got kind of taken out of context that sean marks would listen to trade offers that management was fed up with him but there were certainly rumblings of that being real over the summer i, I don't know if that was related to the vaccine because this nyc mandate kind of popped up out of thin air but uh, i the smoke signals or at least the KD between the line stuff seems to be that, you know, he's taking championship over friendship. And I don't know. I think Kyrie wouldn't mind, uh, you know, driving in his, in his Escalade down to Philly for games and still having his family home with his new baby in Montclair, New Jersey. It's not that far. And, and honestly, I don't think Ben Simmons um, makes zero sense for a team that is loaded with offense. And, you know, Kyle Korver, he's a new coach on the Nets. He can teach Ben Simmons to shoot, right? If anybody can. <laughs> Or Steve Nash, some guy who are also one of the best shooters of all time, Matt. I think Steve Nash is probably just so annoyed by this whole thing. He's like such a good liberal. He's done community work, revol- you know, of, uh, revolving around science. And I mean, he must just be so fed up at babysitting this whole situation and, and ready to move on too. I mean, he he he's good at at talking in in circles too, but to protect his team. And and we'll see if they can move on from this. I mean, Kyrie is not helping. He says he doesn't want to be a distraction. Um, He is absolutely that. Matt, were there any newsy parts to this that you thought were interesting or something new that you're like, oh, that's that's a new thought from Kyrie that I'm surprised he said that? He says he is not vaccinated, which We knew, but I think he said, you know, that was my choice. I think it's very clear that he is sticking to his guns. This is not something where he is making a point to make a point, making contrarianism to make contrarianism. Um, He is talking about the millions of people who are unvaccinated and that he is one of them. Uh, It's one thing to say nobody's going to hijack my voice, but I think he's essentially saying uh, nobody's going to hijack my choice. And, and that choice is, is past tense. And while he says he's not going to give up his livelihood, that might just be his livelihood on the nets. And, and for him to say, I'm not retiring, but he's not giving in either. New York City's not going not gonna to stop this. He, he has not, to my knowledge, made any application for a religious exemption. And the NBA has said it's going to follow the law. There, there are very few ways out for a person who is not willing to give in. And I think he made that pretty clear on his ridiculous manifesto that's matt sullivan go get his book can't knock the hustle inside the season of protest pandemic and progress with the Nets superstars also go check out his rolling stone article where he tackles kyrie irving and the rest of the nba in their response to the nba's vaccine mandates or policies thanks so much for joining us this story isn't going to be going away and for all the people who say we shouldn't be covering it i mean this is one of the biggest stars in the nba who's not playing and there are a lot of teams who could use kyrie irving but also there's all sorts of thorns in acquiring it so very much a big nba story and i appreciate you shedding some light on appreciate you tom keep uh, following the science as you always do man (laughs) i appreciate you